0: amazing stories of her personal experiences with the supernatural. And the first couple of weeks, we talked a lot about angels and uh, the biblical viewpoint of angels. So we really broke down the Word of God. And so tonight, I just felt really inspired to talk to you about eight steps to have the supernatural in your own lives. How many would love to have the supernatural in your own lives? You know, the Bible has called every one of us that are in Christ Jesus, say, in Christ Jesus to experience the supernatural. And I know the world would love to put their spin on the supernatural, and the world would like to make it seem like there's more power and there's more authority in the demonic realm, and they've got all the Hollywood, that millions of dollars to spend on movies to show the supernatural. But how many know it came from the Word of God? It came from the presence of God. And so as believers, we should be walking in that signs, wonders, and miracles in our own life. So we're called to have supernatural, amen? As God's kids, God has called us to live in the supernatural realm. So God, this is what the word says, we are called to live in the physical realm, right? We live in a physical realm, but we're to operate in the supernatural realm. So we live here on earth, we have our earth suit, we live in our five senses, And the supernatural realm is that fourth dimension. As human beings, we live in the third dimension, right? We can turn and see all the three dimensions of life. But the supernatural is the fourth dimension. It's if we could take a knife and we could cut the atmosphere open and we could peek, we would see the realm of angels, We would see the anointing and the presence of God. We would see the power of God. And that's the realm as believers that we need to learn to tap into that supernatural realm where the miracles of God already exist. See, miracles aren't something that God's going to manifest. Miracles already exist. Your miracle is in heavenly realms. Your deliverance, heavenly realms. People's salvations, people's deliverances, arms growing out, legs growing out, eyes opening up, right? We're talking about moving in that supernatural already exist. It's not like God's just trying to make a miracle happen in heaven and then make it happen here on earth. No, the miracle has already happened in heaven. It's already done. So what we have to do as believers is take the authority God gave us, pull on that realm of the supernatural, and bring it into our natural. And that takes spiritual faith, doesn't it? So I'm going to open up into Genesis 1, which we know the Scripture verse so, so well. But I think some of the um, struggles we might have as believers is that we think we're just mere humans, right? That it's, we, we know our insecurities, we know our fears, we know our failures. Somebody say amen. We, we know our weaknesses. And so we filter the supernatural through how we see ourselves, And when you're going to move in the supernatural and you want to see the miracles happen in your life and for someone else, it is not about you. You are just that vessel of God that says, Lord, use me. Here I am. I'm imperfect. I'm a failure. You know, I've made mistakes. But God, I'm available. See, that's all God looks for is people who are available, who are willing to say, hey, I will lay hands on the sick. I will share my testimony with someone to lead them to Jesus Christ, amen? I'm going to lay hands on my children when they're going through things, and I'm going to believe God for the supernatural, not based on how I feel about myself, but who God says that I am. And that's the number one mistake that believers make because we never feel like we're really good enough. And Genesis 1, verses 26, the infamous scripture says this, then God said, let us make man in our image. Whose image were you created in today? God. You were created when God made you, he created you in his likeness. So all that God is, is all that's inside of you. So we serve a creative God, amen, then there's creativity in you. We serve a God that speaks the word and it happens, then that same word when you speak it has to happen because the same God that made you is the same God that lives in you, amen. So when you're speaking that prayer, when you're speaking the word of God, when you're praying for someone and laying hands on them, you are speaking through the authority of God in you amen you're not speaking through your your failures and your mistakes and how you feel how you feel gets out of the way when you pray you're allowing god to move through you the supernatural is opening up and you're stepping into that realm where the miracle already is so when you're praying for someone when maybe you're sharing the love of jesus with someone imagine that supernatural realm that you're going to not the one that you're dwelling in Because if you can go and see God moving in the realm of the supernatural, now faith is ignited in that moment when you're praying for someone or you're leading someone to Jesus or whatever the situation that maybe you're speaking over your own life, you're going into the realm of the spirit and now you're seeing like God sees. And then your faith begins to be ignited. And when your faith is ignited, what happens? Miracles manifest in your life, doesn't it? So Genesis 1, 26 says, God said, let us make man in our own image, according to our own likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. And God created man in his own image, in the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. So the supernatural is about the God that lives in you. Amen? God the Father, you have the great I am living on the inside of you. My dad, when he first gave his life to Jesus, and how many enjoyed having Bishop and Pastor Gloria here this weekend? So awesome. It really shifted our church, didn't it? I mean, you could feel something just shifted and just get ready for some good times coming for this church. But when my dad first got saved, he uh, had this word from God to go to his brother's house. The Lord says, I want you to drive to your brother's house. And when he showed up there, there was a party going on and everybody was drinking and, you know, loud music was playing and my dad walked in and everybody knew that Jerry Pruitt gave his life to Jesus, you know? So when he walked in the room, they're like, oh man, here comes that Jesus guy, you know? And, And the music went down. And one by one, he's like, I'm here to share about Jesus, you know. And one by one, everybody started leaving. Everybody started leaving and came down to one guy that was left. And uh, my dad thought, boy, if it's just for this one soul, that's why I'm here tonight. And uh, this guy, he didn't believe in God, didn't believe God was real, wanted nothing to do with spiritual things. And so, um, but he wasn't argumentative, but he asked my dad a lot of questions. So he'd ask a question and my dad would, everything that he knew, he'd share the word, share scripture, share experience. And they bantered, bantered back and forth, back and forth over about an hour, I guess. And finally, the guy goes, well, I tell you what, I just need you to know that I, I believe God is real now. And my dad's like, oh my gosh, this is so awesome. And he said, I want to know, like, what worked? Like, what was it that I said that convinced you? You know, was it a story or a scripture? And so he said, Can you tell me what was it that I said that you believe God is real now? And he said, It's nothing that you said. He said, I can see him in your eyes when you talk. See, sometimes we get so religious about the supernatural, don't we? We feel we have to say the right thing, say the right prayer, do the right thing. Listen, the supernatural is not about you. Thank God. I would have no miracles in my life, trust me. The supernatural is about God in you. You have his power. You have his dominion authority. Not only did he make you like him, but he gave you the voice of authority to exercise like him. Amen? And so that's the first step as moving in the supernatural is you have to understand it's like God in you, and it's not about yourself. And there's been many times I prayed for people, and, and you just, the fear rises up, or the wonder if miracle miracle's going to happen. But you have to push that out of the way and say, you know what, God, it's not about me. I just declare your anointing in this situation. You know, I declare your healing in this situation. The Bible says you're not heard for your much speaking, and I use a lot of good words. I'm a communicator. God gifted me with the, you know, with the gift of communication, but that isn't what makes miracles happen. God makes miracles happen, amen? So when you're believing for that miracle, you're just going to say, God, this is all about you and none about me, amen? So he gave us his same authority. He gave you the right to command, So whatever you're needing in your life, whatever miracle or breakthrough, or when you're praying for someone else, you have the the authority to command it to happen in Jesus' name. Just like you have authority as parents in here, or maybe on your job you exercise authority, God gave you as a believer that same authority that tell the devil to get out in the name of Jesus. Command that healing to spring forth speedily, right? And, And we'll talk about how You're going to move in that supernatural, but when you do, you're going to do it with authority, and you're going to know who it is that's working through you when it happens, right? Okay, so let's do this. Number one, we're going to quickly go through these eight steps of the supernatural, and we want to release you with some tools to be able to step out in faith this season. You know, the next six months or whatever we're left in this year, say, God, I want to be available to be used for your kingdom this year. And I'm just going to, and salvation is not about knowing just the right steps, but it's about sharing your story. You know, it's about recognizing someone else's pain or brokenness that they're going through and saying, let me share my story with you. Let me share what Jesus did for me. You know, and as you're sharing that story, it's going to build your faith up, but as you're sharing that story, you're going to believe for the anointing of God as you share your story to touch their heart. Because what changes people is what reaches their heart, right? That's why music is so powerful. That's why preaching the word is so powerful. That's why movies are so enjoyable. Because why? They touch our heart. So as you share that story, just say, Lord, I'm going to see that anointing wrapping around that person's heart. You know, as I speak the words, let your words be anointed like a honeycomb. The Bible says your words are like honey, like a honeycomb. Say, Lord, let my words be like a honey to their heart and their soul, and let them feel something that they've never felt before, right? So you're calling on that anointing as you're releasing out by faith and whatever it is, it is, you're standing in the supernatural. All right, number one, you have to learn to speak God's word. God's word releases the supernatural in your life, especially if there's an area in your life where you have not exercised uh, faith in. Maybe there is unbelief. Maybe there's fear. Maybe there's been a failure in in your life, or maybe, maybe you've prayed for someone and it hasn't come to pass yet. The word of God is a force to be reckoned with. Amen. The word of God, the Bible says, will accomplish that to which it was sent. So we, as believers, have to remember the authority of the word of God. So I've got um, some confession cards here, and I I just brought up my packet. We're going to be reprinting these really soon. We're going to make them uh, a little bit more not masculine, but not so feminine either. You guys, some of you have my cards in here, the ones that we created. But we've got uh, power confessions, you know, so you can go on the internet today. It's so easy. Whatever area you need a breakthrough in or a healing or a deliverance, get those exact scriptures. Just Google in freedom or fear or rejection and just copy and paste those and print them and begin to speak the word of God every day to that situation. Because as you're declaring God's word, like let's say there's a wall of uh, opposition, Maybe there's somebody who needs to get saved, and they're just not giving their life to Jesus or struggle with addiction or whatever it is. And it seems like you've done everything you can do on your part, right? You're going to take the word, and that word, as you confess it out of your mouth, remember Jesus, we have the same power. He said, let there be and there was. Jesus said, "Let," or God said, let there be and there was. So as you speak, you've got to see your words coming through this physical realm, penetrating into the supernatural realm, and producing the fruit of what you're believing God for. So let's say there's an opposition or whatever it is, and you're, you're declaring the word of God. Like this one says, Jesus is not ashamed of me, therefore I am not ashamed. Like how powerful is that one verse in Hebrews two eleven? So maybe you struggle with shame or, or, um, yeah, shame, and you know just trying to get over that situation. You can declare Hebrews two eleven. Jesus is not ashamed of me, therefore I am not ashamed. Jesus is not ashamed of me, therefore I am not ashamed. And you take this one word throughout the day, you know, or at least once every day, and you see that wall. Whatever the devil's using, you're just hitting that wall. And Jesus did not give make, how does it say? Jesus is not ashamed of me, therefore I am not ashamed. Boom, you've hit that wall a little bit more. Jesus is not ashamed of me, therefore I am not ashamed. And all of a sudden, you're hitting that thing, hitting that thing, and one day, that wall is going to come falling down by the word of God. But if you want the supernatural, you can't give up and say, well, I did God's word a little bit. No. Do the word. 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 Until you see that thing manifest in your your life. We're not going to quit. We're not going to grow weary. Amen. We're not going to cave into our situation. Because listen, as soon as you open up your mouth and declare the word of God, the devil is here in your declaration too. And he's going to be right on your tail to tell you every opposition. He's going to give you every symptom that's against the miracle you're believing God for. He'll make somebody you're praying for act more crazy than they've ever acted in their life now that you're praying for them. You're like, I've been praying for you, sucker. I ain't praying for you no more right? You got to recognize the devil roams around as a lion seeking whom he may devour. So if the devil's attacking you, shout for joy because you are rattling in the supernatural realm and you are getting the attention of God. You're getting the attention of angels. You're getting attention of the supernatural realm. Amen. And that includes the devil and who cares because he's been defeated anyway. So you're going to take that word you're going to keep hitting the word hitting that opposition with the word of God and one day when you when you wake up it's going to be shattered and all of a sudden that thing that's holding you back you're going to press on through amen you're going to press on through. I know, and you've heard my stories. I've had times where, man, I had to forgive someone once, and I just didn't want to forgive them. I didn't like them, and I wanted to have a confrontation face-to-face. But how many know God can fight your battles for you better than you should fight them yourself? And we get in the flesh, and so I, just, I wrote out all the love scriptures, and I literally kept them right in my counsel. Because I wanted victory in this area. I didn't want animosity. I didn't want to feel this feeling. And unforgiveness blocks the blessings of God in our life. And I'm, I am not bowing my knee to this thing. And I took the scriptures every day, every day. I be, I'm no kidding. I was at a car wash. And all of a sudden, that feeling came up, you know, that thing that just irks you? You ever been driving? You're like, why do I feel this way? You're like, oh yeah, I thought about that person and what they did to me. <laughs> and all of a sudden you start feeling that funk, you know? As soon as I felt that I took my scripture verses out, nope, I'm declaring the love of God over them, over the situation, and over myself. And eventually a year later, one whole year later, they came to me and repented And God figured it all out, and God made a way, right, where there shouldn't have been any reconciliation, but God did it. Why? Because the Word did it. The Word did it. So we've got to get out of our emotions, and we've got to get serious about God's Word in our life. I also made children confession cards. These are going to be out and available really soon. They just actually need to be assembled. They're in the back. But I've made them for children to learn the Scriptures because your babies need to know the word of God. Your children can, as soon as they can talk, she can start talking about the word of God, amen? And um, we've got, I trust in the Lord completely. I don't, pen- I don't depend on my understanding. I will think about God and all he can do, and then he will help me, Amen but the Lord is faithful to me. He will give me strength and protect me from harm. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The joy of the Lord is my strength. See, these are things we would expect a, a little child to learn. How much more us who walk by faith, us who want to have the supernatural. The Bible says to hide God's word in our heart, so as you're studying God's word and you're memorizing scripture verses and you're, you're reading the word of God, you're getting that in your spirit. So when you go out into the world and God says, I want you to lay hands and pray for this person, and you'd be like, oh my God, oh my God, you know, you're, but you've got God's word in you. You've already done the work. You don't have to go find it. It's inside of you. Now you can pull on the word of God, the supernatural, to be released in that situation, And you'll be shocked the first time you pray for someone, the scripture that comes out of you. you would be like, I didn't even know that was in me. I didn't even know I knew that scripture verse, right? Well, you did because why? You hid it in your heart. You took God's word in opposition and you made it your truth. And so then when fear comes against you, truth's going to come out of me. When rejection and somebody betrays you, what's coming out of me? Maybe anger for a minute, but then the word of God's coming out of me, right? Because I want the supernatural in my life. I don't want anything that the devil's going to hold me back in my life. And you need to be that adamant too over yourself and over your children's lives. Amen? All right. Romans 4.17, calling those things that be not as though they were are. That's what you do with the Word of God. You're calling that situation something different than what it looks like in the natural. And the only thing that can affect that is the Word of God. Amen? So let's get our scriptures, scripture verses out. Maybe you want to move in um, miracles and signs and wonders. Get the supernatural scriptures out and start speaking those, those scriptures out. I think I might even have one. I have a whole card on healing confessions, speaking healing over your life. And two of them, actually, two pages. You can pray over your wife. Pray over your husband, amen? I have a whole card on children. There's so much scriptures in the word of God, your beauty and your worth if you don't know how, you know, your own inner value. Praying over your church and your pastor, blessings, and there's just so many, so many, amen? So we got to get the word of God. That's number one. Uh, Let's see if there's anything else. Okay, number one on the word of God. God's word says what is true, amen? God's word says what is true. Internet can tell a bunch of lies. You can watch some people on videos, can tell a bunch of lies. You can find a statistic that may be a lot of truth. None of that is true. What is true is the word of God. It doesn't matter what man has to say. Listen, photographs can be faked today, right? News can be faked today. We don't put our trust in anything We put our trust in the Word of God. Why? Because the Word is true, and everything else is a lie. Everything else is a lie. He provides, amen? That's what the Word says. He guides, that's the truth. He speaks, He shows the way. He's a lamp unto my feet. The Word of God is true. Now, we're gonna go through very quickly some scripture verses in Psalms 119. And I'm setting for a minute on... Speaking God's word because this is the most important thing you'll do in moving in the supernatural. If you try to move in signs and wonders and you don't have the word in you, you will open yourself up to spooky weird things. And you will get in the flesh. If you don't have the word in you, you'll do a lot of prophesying and not prophesying. Listen, if you want to move with purity in supernatural, You have to have the word of God inside of you. Otherwise, you will hurt. People can be hurt. I won't say you will. People can be hurt if it's not done through the word. People can be misled if it's not done through the word of God. Speaking prophecies is a wonderful, beautiful thing, but it should be held with accountability and a high standard of righteousness, right? So if you want to move in that gift, then you just submit it to a pastor for a season. Let them judge that word. The Bible says that. Let them judge that word. Probably 90% of the time or 99, you're right. But let that come through the filter of a mentor in front of you so that you know you're not moving in a situation that could hurt someone else. Amen? Or open yourself up to some weirdness that could get you off a long road that could bring a lot of harm to your life. So let's look at Psalms 119, verse 42. It says this. So We're talking about God's word is true. 119, verse 42. Takes me a second to get there. So shall I have an answer of him who reproaches me? So David's saying, shall I have an answer of those who come against me? For I trust in your word. Amen? Whatever comes against you, I'm going to put my trust in God's word. Let's go over to verse 142, same chapter. 142. Your righteousness is an everlasting righteousness, and your law is, everybody say it? Truth. God's word is true. Now, Psalms 119.89. I want to show you this revelation. Forever, O Lord, this is so awesome. Forever, O Lord, everybody say forever. Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. So, where is the supernatural realm? In heaven. God's word is already settled in heaven. That's when I talk about the miracle has already happened is because the word is yes, and it is amen. And where is that at? In heaven. So our job to do is call the kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. That's the prayer, our Father's prayer. Pray for the will of God to come down here on earth where it's already settled. That word settled means it's already been appointed for you. That miracle is already appointed for you. That deliverance already has your name on it with a stamp ready for delivery. That salvation of somebody you're believing God that seems so far away has already been appointed to salvation. Because he says, when you are saved, your whole household shall be saved. See, the Bible says heaven is a banqueting table. Everything you need from God is done. It's prepared for you already, amen? It means that it's upright. It's in a standing position. The miracle of God is ready and waiting for you to bring it here on earth. You ever watch the runners that are like the second in line in the three ray race? They're waiting, aren't they? They're like, they're waiting. They're waiting for that baton to get past to them. That's what the miracles, the, the word of heaven is waiting. It's waiting to be activated, it's waiting to be used in heaven. It is upright, standing, waiting to be released here on earth. Isn't that exciting? that all I have to do is believe that God has it for me and I can reach up and pull it here on earth and that miracle has to manifest according to God's word. It also means this, which I thought was awesome. It means pillar. So the word of God is a pillar. And I I didn't have, I was gonna bring, I forgot I was gonna bring two pens here, but uh, let me use this right here. I wanna show you this example. If the word is settled in heaven, right? It says that the word is a pillar in heaven. So this pillar exists, right? Settled. What I do when you're declaring the word of God, like we talked about, it is truth, right? Doesn't come back to me void. So you've got heaven, but you've got earth. As you are praying the word that is a pillar, or you've got the word that is a pillar, you're praying the word on earth, you're connecting the word of God together. See, the word is already done. It's settled. It's a pillar. As you pray, you're building that pillar of truth on earth, and that's when heaven opens up and that miracle is ushered in your life. Does that make sense? Makes the word of God more powerful, doesn't it? All right, verse 96 talks about has no limits. I have seen the consumption of your perfection, but your commandment is exceedingly broad. Listen, the word of God has no limits in your life. No limits. We serve a great big God. We live in this little limited mentality. But Psalm says God has no limits. He exceeds everything that we could think or imagine. Amen? All right, in verse 160 says this. I made haste and did not delay to your commands. Um, what does that mean? I don't know. It's supposed to be 160, sweetie. Let me look over there really quick. The entirety of your word is truth. That was probably my fault. The entirety of your word is truth, and every one of your righteous judgments endures forever. So listen, God's word is not corrupt. There's nothing wrong with God's word. God's word is not limited, amen? It endures to the end of that situation. You have to see God's word as truth, amen? All right, John 17, 17, I want you to see this scripture verse. The other little points I'm going to go through really quick, but I really want to show you what the word says. John 17, 17 says, sanctify them by your truth because your word is truth. The word of God cannot lie. If you study that word out, sanctify, it means this, to set apart. God has set you apart by truth. We don't live in the world system. We don't live in the world's judgment. We don't live the way the world thinks. We've been set apart by the truth of the word of God. He who the sun sun sets free is free indeed. I am the head and not the tail, amen. I'm above and not beneath. I've been made an overcomer in Christ Jesus. I've been made in the image of God. All of those truths, I as a believer have been set apart by that truth. That means you don't have to align yourself to your situations or your circumstances, amen? It is God. All right, number two, really quick. God's word demands what is right. I'm probably not going to go through those scripture verses. The word of God demands what is right. Just one, Psalms 119, verse 86. All your commands are faithful is what the word says. All of your commands are faithful. That word faithful means firmness, stable, and certainty. God's word is faithful in your life. It means firmness and stable. It shall not be moved. Habakkuk 2.4 says, the just shall live by faith. So if faith is stable and firm and permanent and enduring, then what am I as a believer? If I live by faith, I'm stable, I'm firm, I'm permanent, right? And I have endurance. That means I don't give up. I don't quit. I want to keep fighting the good fight, fight of faith until that miracle manifests in my life. Amen? All right. Number three, God's word provides what is good. Everybody say good. We serve a good God. God doesn't want bad things for his kids. He wants good things for you good things for your children, good things for your your marriages and your family members. I'm going to list these things very quickly. She's got a whole list of them up there of the good things that the Word of God says. But the the Word of God is a way of happiness for your life. God wants you to be happy. He doesn't want you to struggle and be depressed and go through things. The Word of God causes you to avoid shame in your life. The Word of God gives you safety, amen, safety over your children and your traveling and your and you're going. The Word of God gives you good counsel. The Word of God gives you strength in your life when you're weak and you're going through things. The Word of God gives you hope. It provides wisdom, and it shows the way that we should go. And if you look, that's all just in Psalms 119. All of that is the goodness of God's Word. We've got to get hungry for God's Word. Amen? I believe the shift of the supernatural is happening in this church, and we don't want to look at the word religiously. We need to open it up and begin to devour the word of God. Let it begin to quicken us and awake us in our walk with God. All right, really quickly tonight. Number one, you want to move in the supernatural? Speak the word of God. Number two, um, have the revelation of faith in the finished works of Jesus. And this church has taught that a lot. You can jump online and listen to probably three or four teachings this last year. Jesus finished it, amen? We have faith because what Jesus done at the cross. Number three, pray in the Holy Spirit. Every day, you should be praying in your prayer language to God. Wake up every morning. If you have to put a sticky note on your mirror and say, pray five minutes in tongues, you know, just start praying. Make it a habit every day to pray in the Holy Spirit because as you are praying in tongues, you are stirring up the gift of God on the inside of you you are talking God talk, right? You're praying the words of God. And that way you're able to get out of your emotions and your thoughts and you begin to let God stir you up. And if you're praying in the spirit throughout the whole day, your gift is going to be activated. And when God says, go pray for someone, you're going to be right on it. You're going to have that moment where you're just going to step out courageously. I asked my mom, I said, how do you think, what's the reason why you and dad move so much in signs and wonders? Because it's always followed them. And She stopped and thought for a minute. She says, you know, I just pray in tongues throughout the whole day, and I just think God has me activated. So pray in the Holy Spirit, amen? And if you forgot the revelation of the the Scriptures, then go listen online and say, God, I need a revelation of what praying in tongues does for my life, amen? Activate the God in you. You need a miracle? Activate the God in you. Let that become a habit. I started doing that, and I literally would be looking for cards at CVS or Walgreens, and just start praying in tongues. And then the lady next to me is like, oh, I'm sorry, what? And I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know that You know, I was talking out loud. It can become such a beautiful part of your life that God is activated, amen? You'll have discernment for your children when you're praying in tongues. My mom called me out all the time when I was a kid. Still does to this day, right? You'll have discernment for your spouses. And, you know, I'm going to go back to the kids for a minute because children are... Struggling in school systems today. They are facing hell on earth, and the devil is an onslaught against our babies to desensitize them against the things of God and the supernatural of God and the common order of male and female. The devil's all in there trying to confuse all that in the hearts of these young people. And if you as parents are praying in tongues, God will give you a discernment over your child. You'll be able to know when they come home and they're being bullied at school, you'll be shocked what the Holy Spirit will show you. You'll be able to recognize what they're going through so that you as a parent can help school them through the word of God to get them through the trials that they face today in life, amen? And that goes for anything. And teach your children to pray in tongues. We did. My mom made us lay hands and pray for her when she was sick. She said, you're gonna lay hands on me. I'm like, okay, I'm a little kid. And God would touch her. Why? Because she was showing me the God that lives in me. I didn't have to wait till I was a mature Christian. If you have God, you have the power of God in you, Amen. Like I said to the women in in the Bible study, the supernatural was normal. I grew up around it. People were, you know, casting out demons. They were casting out demons in our basement. That was normal for me. We'd see, you know, prostitutes walk down in our basement and come up giving their life to Jesus. We saw homosexuals totally delivered and set free, went into heterosexual marriages, planted in the local church, had families and children, complete deliverance from God. It is possible, amen? The Spirit of God is is alive and well, but the devil wants to smush us and shut us down and intimidate us. But we can't shut our voice, amen? We've got to be bold because people need the freedom of Christ in their life. Number four, have patience. Have patience when you're believing for the supernatural. It doesn't mean to put up with, but it means to um, be consistently and constantly the same. Don't give up. Don't grow weary. Keep trusting God. Keep speaking the word of God. Keep being faithful. Keep serving. And that's when the supernatural will open up to you. Number five, giving. We are such a giving church, but giving opens up the windows of heaven, the Bible says. There is a lattice over your life. They actually say that heaven is like a lattice and they have little squares. You know what lattices are. And every one of you, Jacob had the ladder, remember? And And the angels came and went above him. And so when you give, it opens up the windows of heaven and the blessings are poured down over your life. That's what giving does. And you're a giving church. But what does the Bible say? Where your heart is, there your treasure is also. So is money a big deal? Yes, money is a big deal. Not money in the sense God needs your money, but money, when you give it to God, says to God, I have your heart. Amen? That's why the devil tries to hit that so hard. Number six is to rest in God, and not a rest like, oh, I'm just going to take a vacation, but a rest in trusting in God. When you're believing God for something, then you're going to throw it away in his presence and say, God, I'm going to let you handle it. I'm going to let you take care of them. I'm going to let you make a way where there seems to be no way in that situation. Amen? Number seven is love. Love, love, love always covers a multitude of sins. Love never gives up. Love never tires. And what does the Bible say? God is love. So God wants us to walk in love. If there's areas in our hearts and our areas of our life that we need to surrender, we're not walking in love and unforgiveness. We have to give that love away. Amen? Because love will make a way for your life. And number eight, choose to go God's way. When God says go, you'll say, I'll go. When God says pray, you'll pray. When God says, share your testimony, you'll share your testimony. Because you can do all of that and be prepared. But if you never step out by faith, you'll never see the supernatural in your life. Amen? Amen. Okay, go ahead and stand on your feet, everybody. Hopefully this helped you a little bit tonight. You know what's so awesome about God and the supernatural is it's not difficult. You know, all the principles I listed tonight, how many of you heard them preached in this church before? Why? Because it's the fullness of the gospel. So God is saying, do those things and expect the supernatural in your life. So my guess is we're just not expecting. Amen? We're just not anticipating for God to move in the supernatural in our life. All right, let's close our eyes. Father, I thank you for tonight. I thank you for this awesome church and what you're doing in every heart that's here today. And Lord, I pray if there be anyone here today who just needs to adjust things with you, Father God, who truly need to have a revelation of you as their Messiah, as their Savior, Lord, I ask that you touch their hearts right where they're at in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I pray that this church will become a church that is supernaturally minded, God, that we'll have our thoughts set on you. We'll have our expectations set on you, Father God, that we have a desire to reach this dying world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. God, stir us up, activate our faith, activate our courage. Give us a love for your word, Father God, so that we can do something so special in this season here on earth. And Father, we're always careful to give you the praise. And with all eyes closed, I want to give everyone the opportunity to receive Jesus tonight. And you know, making this confession is is sort of man-made. The Bible says if you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, you will be saved. This is something that has to become so real inside of you and not just a confession at church. But we want you to have this opportunity of confession for Jesus. To say, Lord, I need you, and I need a Savior. So I want everyone to repeat this prayer together with me. Say, dear Jesus, I'm asking you to forgive me of all of my sin. Come into my life. Make yourself real. Make me vulnerable. And give me a heart of expectation to do what you've called me to do. And I thank you for it. In Jesus' precious name, amen and amen. Let's give the Lord a praise tonight.